back back at the banger in the hanger container interviews. <laughs> Which and cannot be scale. contained. No, yeah, we're on scale here. Once again, what won't shut up and skate podcast about Texas stuff, and there's some stuff, special stuff. I don't even know how to begin this interview. It's the one that everybody wants, but wasn't sure when was going to happen. Maybe I don't know. Hey, what's going on, Ken Fillion? It's all going on. It's all about you, bud. So I just roped you in and randomly said, you need to come in and do an interview. That's good. And you're good. So let's talk about a couple of things. We got a little bit of time. We're going to talk about a lot of things. The old guys are putting the Bengay on and taking the Advil, so. That's right. We're right at the Banger, second day, Saturday. Dead Kennedys is playing tonight. Right now, the Masters division started, and so we grabbed Ken Fillion for a few minutes. And so, Ken, you know, we know a lot of your history, but let's just get, yeah, you're from Pasadena. Am Pasadena, I correct? Get Pasadena, down. Dina. Pasadena, Dina. When you when you started skating, mm-hmm. you're a little younger. Or where are you at compared to Johnny, Dave, Donaldson, those guys? So I am actually the same age as those guys, except I was one grade ahead. I, I was born in Orlando, Florida, moved to Texas when I was 10. And my birthday's on the 13th, uh, September 13. And they did not want to hold me back for a year. So they let me slide in. And yeah, I was kind of the young little scrawny kid in uh, high school. As far as the Houston scene, uh, did you come in later? Did you knew? Did you know some of those guys? Or just give us a trick. Where was your home park? Where, just give us a quick like where so, kids yeah, start doing the, stuff. The quick and dirty is I found a bonsai skateboard in a bio in the mud, and my buddy said, "You know, there's a little ditch up the bio," and I cleaned that board off, and I saw Johnny doing 360 pirouettes, burnt slides on a Z-Flex and the kid just, i never seen anything like that. He had such a natural look and flow. And I go, well, he's redheaded like me. Maybe <laughs> I can do it too. And sure enough, I drop in and slam. And uh, a few months later, we moved to South side of Houston at the Gulf Coast Skate Park. Okay. And that's where we kind of so started stealing his tricks and feeding off him a little bit. Nice. Right, so right. yeah, I had a great mentor right there. Right. One of the top pros, first guy coming out of Texas. That's your your bud that you're trying to mimic. And I was all will over skill and he was all flow. Now, that go. was uh, what, uh, give us about a year. So we're looking at 77 or eight, about okay. 78, 79. Did you go to that big contest in San Antonio where there's I the did. Texas championship? Did. OK, so we didn't see your name in the placings, but obviously don't know. Do you, you competed. I did. I got third place in the half pipe. I barely oh. made it. So I could, I what just, it, what age group? I, I'm the young kid, probably. Because Donaldson 12. was in the six to nine. Yep. Hubert Plummer was there. Yes. All the, the um, pipeline skate park guys, Tommy Hormel. And okay. I just learned inverts on the quarter ramp at Gulf Coast. Once again, Johnny's kind of coaching me. Bobby Valdez is doing this trick. It's awesome. I go, I know. I've been looking at the sequential. I can't figure it out. You got to get on your hand and just kind of go around it. <laughs> and I go, why? It makes it sound so easy. So, um, yeah, I learned that. And I was one of the only ones, me and Johnny were doing inverts in their pool, right? First kind of pool I skated. But, uh, yeah, it was rad. Were you on now that there's a little theory that we talk of that I talk about that that contest is pretty much the last 
vestige of Texas doing the skateboard team, yeah. the Donnell distribution, all that. Were you on a skate team at that time or you were doing no. it independent? Yeah, but do you remember the skate teams where they had yeah. points awarded to so Bruce, but it you, stopped after that, kind of. So I used to have on my Facebook page that picture from that park and it was all the pipeline guys in their light blue shirts and uh, Johnny sitting there. I think he just got sponsored and I'm sitting there holding my board. Everybody else has a board on the ground, but I want to hold mine in my hand and look right. hot. So it's crazy. There you go. So graduate a little bit further. You're getting to the eighties and stuff. When did you kind of, when did the P ramp start? So from that Gulf coast skate park, they, they had that ramp and we acquired it at midnight. Um, the, the midnight lumber <laughs> yard. Midnight lumber yard. That's what you do, right? And so, so what I helped with was the acquisition of lumber at the midnight lumber yep. supply. That's how it worked. Uh, and I, my dad had a glass wreck truck. And I would say, all right, we need, you know, we need plywood and two by 12s to hook the ramp, make a flat bottom and some decks. So I kind of organized, all right, I need two guys on plywood. Me and Gibbs are on two by 12s. Prince, you and Jason, you get the beams. Let's go. Two minutes in, out. And that was it. <laughs> it's like a movie it where they've got it all timed out. Operation. Heist caper. Yeah. The, only thing, the only thing they didn't have was earpieces. <laughs> all right. Do you synchronize your watches? <laughs> yeah. And so they were building some uh, townhomes and, and uh, duplexes on Allen Genoa or, yeah, Allendale next to Johnny's house. I go, this is going to be easy, quick, smash, grab. They put a chain on the wood and all you do is slide the chain off and boom, 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 boom. Everybody did their assignment. And guess what? Never was apprehended. <laughs> Still at large. Built, yeah, we built uh, at least four, four or five times. So that, that would approach. have been, uh, you said, what year would that have started? -ish? So we're at. That's the part closed. You acquired the ramp. It would have been in 80, the 80, yeah. 81. We're saying 80. Okay. Yep. So did you skate Texas Twister? I did. Okay. Which yep. was Dennis's parents' park before the skate park in right. Houston. Right. Yeah. So okay. that was a U metal ramp. And, I, and Johnny was already, you know, ollies and grinds. Now, that was the one that Carjack, we were talking about, where he was a metal shopper, it was a metal yeah. fabricator, and he put coping on it, yeah. I suppose. Mm -hmm. And then that was a true U-pipe. So, no flat bottom. All right. If you remember the park when you first went in to the uh, skate park, you used to had that little ditch there. Yep. Well, that was there. The original, had, yeah. Yeah, original. And then they had all kinds of little flow stuff. But that just kind of stood out. And it was hot. I mean, you're putting metal in the sun in Texas. So, were you sponsored at that time? I was yet? not. I did not get sponsored till '84. '84. So just before that, you you've got this. Uh, you acquired the ramp. That became the P ramp. You did at that time frame towards the tail end when the P ramp I think was still there. Dennis was starting. His parents had the park. They yeah, were building that, right. and then they transferred it. I think they they moved properties. Yep. Or. So he was and then before he built the Kahuna. Yeah. He had a property one exit up uh, and he had a steel ramp there and it was kind of a U. I can't remember if it had flat on it, but it was the same concept. I go, man, this is, you're building the coolest ramps. He's like, well, this is only up for a little while. We're getting the property back at the old skate park and I'm, I'm, I want to build a big ramp. I go, yeah, make it big. Like, so how big was P ramp? 
He ran was like 11 or so. Okay, so still really, I mean, what was Lance's? What was the standard at the time, Carjack? Oh, Lance's was like 9 or 10, his first one. Yeah. But that was kind of the standard. Now, yeah. were you guys at that time, and you know, a lot of beers later, but do you remember like going out and going, we're going to build it better than California? We're going to, was there, do you remember that kind of like? So we went off of the clown ramp, right? Phil was like, you don't need more than a foot. This is your transition. Just make it a foot so you can learn all these tricks. And I'm like, nah, I want a little bit, foot and a half. Let's go with that. Yeah, let's go bigger. And, and so that was the P-Ramp. P-Ramp had the same transition as the clown ramp, except with all those crazy okay. little bells or whatever they were. Right. So, uh, and then, so in 84, you got sponsored. I did. And that was from, by? From uh, the Dallas contest. I got first. Is that the Dallas contest at Donnell's? Yeah, you or? remember the one where okay. Lucero's on the ground? Yeah. Right, and so, then everybody fell, and the and the ambulance came. Yeah, we know yeah. that story. Yes, All yes, yes. All right, which one is it? So it was that contest. I got approached by Brad Dorfman of Sims Vision. Yeah. Hey, dude, we really want to hook you up, and I'm like, mm. and I just did a a little session with Neil and Johnny at Corpus Christi at Cecil's Night Jam. Yep, and I love. Was that '83? I think so. Yeah, '83. So um, Neil was just such an inspiration. So odd. And, you know, being with him and Gibson, I'm like, maybe I can swindle Neil into talking to Billy Ruff, who's at this contest, and they, they can get me off. So JNS? Yeah. So I said, Brad, hold on. Let me let me go talk to somebody. I said, hey, I don't want to ride for Brad because he looks like Mel Gibson. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and I'm scared of him. So he's got that mullet thing. Yep. <laughs> and Neil's well, like, that's, that's, all right, let's go talk to William. Man, that's cool. So that brings up two So two you got on the things. GNS right away. Yeah, yeah. right yeah. Okay. Yep. So that brings up kind of two things. Well, it's three things. That's cool that you had that interaction of Sims and you wanted to go that route because mm -hmm. of mullets and whatever. <laughs> but um, No, that was a wise well, decision. Yeah. Well, they had such a long list of people. Buck Smith, Henry Gutierrez. Yeah. Well, then Nash. you threw, did you throw Troy on the, under the bus and say, like, don't, you don't oh. want me. Go get Troy. I'm going oh, to GNS. I let this out. I went to Newton. I said, hey, just got first place, and uh, Brad Dorfman offered me a sponsorship, but I really want to ride Texas. I want to ride Zorlac. And Jeff goes, yeah, but you're not cool enough. Oh! <laughs> Smoked. Smoked. Sizzed. Sizzle. So at that time, so real quick, and I've got <laughs> and a couple of points. Wrong. I wasn't cool. Yeah, oh. I've got to keep it on track. A couple oh. of points. That's right. So <laughs> we talk a lot about in our episode of the lore of hearing of Neil loving Texas. Yeah. I just got a floppy disk from Mike Money that is photos from Big Ryan of the 1983 contest you're referring to. Oh, okay. I sent it to a place to digitize it. Yes. So the question is, with that, with Neil, Neil got a lot of, there was a lot of GNS writers, but what was the deal with Neil in Texas? Why? What? I know he's friends with Johnson and, and all those guys, but why? I think he was so enamored with this kid, tasty little redhead kid coming out of Pasadena and taking top spot over some of his, you know, his people. He beat Christian at Marina. Yep. And you're referring to Johnny, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Johnny is just killing him. He's like, dude. And he, he would come back and he looked so cool. His hair was all cool and his Devo shirt. Just, he was just so hip. And Neil just like, I got to get to Texas. I got to see what it's all about. Where, how did this kid, you know, he skates on a, on a bowl in a park and a steel ramp. I got I to gotta see what's going on there. And so Johnny asked his mom if we could borrow her pink Cadillac, and we went down to Cecil's. She's selling Mary Kay. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> so yeah. Neil, yeah. So Neil was definitely uh, 
he liked all the Texas guys. Yep. And of course, it's weird because Neil was tall. Wilkes was tall. Yeah. Everybody, well, you're not tall. I, I don't know what You're not tall. Yeah, I don't know So on to the skate park in Houston, you guys were still had the P ramp at that time. We did, yeah. Okay. The Kahuna comes in. We obviously know the whole it's bigger, better, badder. It changed. We believe that it changed skateboarding it for sure. Well, it made my career. Uh, and we heard about it at that Dallas contest. Oh, you I, had heard about yeah, it. You Dennis didn't know. is almost done with that ramp. But we're like, what? Oh, you guys are going to kill it. You're going to kill it. So do you think that that, do you think the Kahuna was the, did it step up your height of airs a level? 100%. 100%. 100%. More vert, bigger airs. So and I was holding back rolling in the channel because I didn't want to launch out five, six, seven feet on the get-go. I, I wasn't ready for that. But, you know, a year or two later, I got more comfortable and I'm flying over people's heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Fun stuff. Uh, you and Troy, obviously, buddies. I've got a good photo of uh, some doubles of you guys yeah. and, and, be here and all that. You're also you're also uh, one of the uh, Houston kings of inverts. Oh, yeah. Uh, not that there's a lot of people did inverts, but you mm. definitely had that invert stall. Hold it. Yep. And tweak it all the tweak way to it. hell and back. Kind of style. Like I, can, I can still hear Danny Webster. Hot eggs. Hot eggs. <laughs> I'm like, please, Danny. Danny Webster. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do an episode down the road called the UK Invasion. Ooh, and that includes all of them and Barry and Love all those guys. Um, well. Like I said, we, we, we're doing these short little clips and these short little interviews. So we don't have a lot of time. Ken obviously deserves a lot of more time. Uh, but we're also getting some, uh, well, before I get into that, uh, your pro career lasted for how long? So I think I was technically it's not over yet. <laughs> That's true. Still not over That's yet. true. Once you're a pro, you don't go back to amateur. No, <laughs> uh, I looked in a big brother magazine. It says washed up kid billion, John Gibson. And it was like 90. I'm like, wow, that didn't last long. So <laughs> about 91, um, after GNS, a few years there, went to Toxic in 90, 91. And then our good buddies invented street skating and took right. over the industry. Right. So, right. yeah, good five, six years. Yeah. Uh, no alarm clock, skateboarding, day to day. But come, come fold in, in the recent years, Embassy representing a lot of you guys oh, yeah. in Texas and, and yeah. keeping that. You've got a board model. you got a new yeah. graphic. Uh, so, you said you hadn't skated in a little while, but you skated at the Banger and Hanger here. I did, Still yeah. doing it, chest irons. The first year, I skated for a week before the event, and then the next year, I skated for six weeks. And, man, I couldn't believe it. It's just me and Cody. Hubba came out, skated a little bit, some kids. I'm like, what do we need to do to grow our vert sport? In Houston, we, we've got to get this out there. We got to do something. So I'm like, hey, any kid that wants to learn, come out on Tuesday at seven o'clock. We'll teach you how to skate. So that kind of just didn't go anywhere on Instagram and, and whatever. So we definitely need some young kids. And that's what's so good about this event is it inspires all ages. I'm seeing little five year olds out there and, and kids are like, oh, man, these their parents are saying how good you were and all that stuff. So it's good to see. You were, you and Troy and all those guys were always, I mean, I was a third tier shop skater kind of thing at that time, but you guys were always super solid. I was a couple of years younger than you guys, but I was older than Brian and all those cats. And yeah. that was super cool. Uh, before I get to asking you about a couple of people, uh, one of the things I want to give you props for that you don't know is that in those old days, like when Th Thatcher would come in and announce the events and all that, and oh, I do yeah. some of the am stuff. Yep. And then I started stepping 
it up. Part of my flavor and learning mm-hmm. was you occasionally would get on the mic yeah. and fucking crack everybody up <laughs> and outrageous. And I realized that I could call an event yep. with humor and make fun of people yeah. and still accomplish it without being a dick. Yeah, and yeah. you probably didn't know that, that some of that influence comes from you. Yeah, you don't want to offend them, uh, but you definitely want to take their little quirks. And uh, mine came when I, I think I got 16th or 17th in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm behind the ramp with Adrian Domain, and we're we're talking jokes. And we did this at the, uh, at our first contest in uh, Atlanta. And so I'm I'm cracking jokes. We're cracking jokes on all the pros. And Bo was Bo Beauregard, something like that. Well, yeah, I know he, you're talking he's about. Like, he's the announcer, and he's very deadpan. And he goes, "Hey, you guys, get out of here! You're cracking me up. Stop that! Get out!" And I'm like, "I'm not leaving. I'm mad. I I only missed the cut by point six. So and he goes, "Sit down. Will you want to sit down? You guys want to sit down?" And Adrian Demain's like, "No, I'm not doing that." And I go, "I'll do it." And by the end of the jam. Uh, I had everybody out of the seat in Louisville. They paid a lot of money. We're in a, an arena. Yep. And um, I'm I'm telling them if they want to see new tricks, because I know Tony had the blunt came out, some other stuff. You want to see new tricks? Get up. Get out. Get loud. Punch your fellows. Make fart noises. I don't care what you got to do. Let's go. And that was it. And I was like telling everybody, Craig Johnson, uh, his pubes were dreadlocked he, that's how, <laughs> that's how dread, he took good dreads. thing that he didn't yeah. pull them out of his yeah. zipper like and, out of his hair through his helmet phillips <laughs> had so much tie-dye i think his webo cojones were also tie-dyed so <laughs> I, I walked that line of like what is this guy saying but you know everybody's cracking up steve caballero knife through butter hot knife through butter just all that kind of stuff and they loved it. Yeah, um, and they, they mentioned me, it in Transworld when they wrote up the event. I remember yeah. they mentioned you doing the announcing, yeah. and they were like, uh, "This could be a good second yeah, career so, if it, if this skateboarding yeah, thing doesn't yeah, work like, out." Well, I still want to skate. <laughs> uh, the next event, we're in Seattle. I get a qualified fourth place. Right? Is that I the one where of, social distortion played? Yeah, I'm yeah. out of my mind in fourth place. Right? It's Hasoy, the Pal guys, and Fillion. I go, all oh, this is good is gonna get. And then, so I'm automatically in the top 10, right? Stay sprouted behind the ramp. Feeling, we need you. They're dying out there. I go, you got Bo out there, bro. He goes, come on, get, get wrangle him, man. You got to do it. I go, all right, Stacy. I'm trying to get my Zen on. We got Christians over here taking oxygen hits and Tony's getting his knee wrapped. And uh, I go, I'm, I'm like a fish out of water. He goes, but you know what to do on that mic. Get out there. And so I go, all right, I'll do it for beer money. Got it. Good. Let's go. So he gave me some beer money. Personality. Personality. So <laughs> yep. So was was that just a case of you coming through in the clutch, or was that Stacy's like third level thinking That's of it. how to take yep. out a potential competitor? <laughs> yeah. He took man. me out of my game, man. I went to ninth. <sighs> uh, no, Stacy, <laughs> he knows people's skills and their and their attributes. And uh he was in Louisville. He's like, this guy. We, we've got, he's got so much, he's just a pro and we don't have like a real active pro announcing. And that's kind of what he was after. Yeah, and and then, on it, hindsight, I might've went down that path right. instead of skate. Yeah. But no, yeah. it was good. It's all fun. I mean, but it's Jimmy Coleman went down yeah. that path. Yeah, look at him. So three, three, we're going to wind this down here, Ken. So tell us a story about Wild Bill. Oh. Or tell us anything about Wild Bill. Just a, just a minute or two. Okay. So the first uh, interaction with the guy, he came up with a 
real cowhide leather, uh, like a, a wrist guard. And I go, what is that, buddy? And he's like, that's wrist guard, man. You've got, and he's like, how can I sell these? And I'm like, I don't know if you can. Craig Johnson, come here. Would you wear that? He goes, in a heartbeat. Let's go. Put it on. Let me ride it. I'm rocking it. And so he kind of got in our group and that still we're wearing rectors, right? Which and you slid know, off on metal yeah, ramps. You know, all the Dallas guys were putting their hot glue guns and doing double caps. Double I know, caps, yeah. You know, Wilkes was big, Phillips and Craig. See, I think, and I want to talk to those guys. I think that that's where Bill got the idea. It is. 100%. Like, yeah. and he goes, okay, so what, what you need is like a beefier pad. I'm like, make it Texas size, son. Come on. We're going 10 foot on the ramp and we need that extra cushion. And, and metal and gets it. stickier yep. and all that weird stuff. Yeah. And so his first one, he came and it was just flat. It was like a flapjack. I'm like, man, you got to cut some notches in it. So it, so it bends. Your, yeah. It's a little rounded on the knee. And after a few concepts, he got it and we all were loving it. Yeah. Right? Big ramp, big bad. And now he's become a thing and we're we memorialized yep. him recently. So we yep. appreciate, you know, the words, words on that. I work hand in hand with that guy uh, when you're in his trailer. You'll see the trend here. John Comer. <sighs> My, mm, right. man, that just hurts. a quick story. <laughs> just a quick me. story. So I'm in Austin at their little 69 bowl. And I'm like, so he's the best skater of all time. He's got one leg and he's killing everybody. How can you compete with that? And he's just so mellow, right? But still he had that aggro kind of temperament to him, but sweet, sweet, sweet man. Miss yeah. him. Miss that yeah. guy. Miss that guy. Yep. And, uh, well, you know, it's coming Jeff Phillips. Oh, that's my boy. Come on. I know you that's got at boy. least something that so, something that again, this is a Texas history podcast. Okay. So this ain't your fluff that you've told. This is some, t- some tall tale shit. So, Okay. The most time I spent with him was at in Alabama at the Gulf Shores uh, ramp where there was off the ground. And he goes, hey, get there early and we'll skate before the ramp's built. I go, what's that? We'll skate when it's just plywood. And when they put on the masonite, we'll be smoking them. I go, you're crazy. That ain't going to work. And so I get there and I go, I can't skate a ramp without masonite whatever and we kept that stupid pompous bourgeois voice up the whole weekend and everybody's like what's wrong with ken and jeff nothing's wrong with us we skating in the swamps here in alabama and so i get i get second place because buck smith breaks his wrist and keeps skating but Blaze Bloom was there, and he was not wrong. When they put the Masonite on there, we, we did skate like two sessions just with just plywood sideways. And I go, this is awesome. And so we're in the, the hotel room, and he's doodling. Let's, let's do add a line. Neil does this. You add a little line, and then you pass the board. He adds a little line. That board is in my garage. And it's a foam GNS. Want to be one of the fiber flex, fiber flex. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, or the fiber light. He said, Beware of the hand of doom. And yeah, I don't know, that was kind of his thing, but super great dude, super great. He goes, Filling, I know it's hard for you to go front side, but you got to give it a try, bro. Give me, <laughs> give me, give me some lean airs, give me some lean airs, bud. Put a foot down on the ramp, man. Boneless. Give me something, man. Like mute grab forever. Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> he goes, You know what? Just go with your strengths, right? Do, do you. 
Man, he's awesome. So rad. Yeah. It's been 30 years, unfortunately. Man. I know. It's crazy. Uh, since that. But, uh, yep. Well, man, Ken, we, we need to get you for some longer. This is the Banger of the Hanger container episodes. Can't we appreciate it. you. You're high-flying, crazy personality. Invert style it. And you're still making everybody crack up. Yeah, but you are biz. a big part of that's Texas history. Oh, yeah. And we're just trying to make sure that, you know, we're still in the spotlight. Because you just, were uh, just happy to be here. Be part of the team <laughs> for the coach. Thanks, coach. All right. There you have it. Banger in the hangar container sessions. Ken Fillion. Thanks, guys. Uh, you guys are awesome.